1: Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Joining me for this podcast is the president and founder of Exit Consulting Group, which provides consulting and brokerage services for business owners to prepare for and execute their exit. He's the author of Exit and Answers, Navigate Your Business Exit Like an Expert. John is a specialist in creating roadmaps for business owners anticipating a transition, whether it's transferring the business to family or employees or selling to a third party. Welcome to the show, John Avram. Welcome to the show, John.
0: Thank you. Thank you for inviting. Me. There
1: is something really important that we are going to be discussing today as and that is exit strategy and also how do you promote the practice when somebody other than yourself as exited so that you are not seeing a decline in patience or a decline in revenue because of the exit strategy. So let's start off with talking about exiting of a business partner. How does that work and how do you make it so that you don't suffer for it?
0: So what we see in business partnerships is the most successful business partners is when one person has one skill set and the other one has the other. And so one might be more sales one might be more operational, one might be more financial. And so when you lose a partner, one of the biggest challenges is what the yin-yang relationship of a very healthy relationship partnership becomes challenged. Because the one person is taking, I've got a full plane, and we're going to cut it in half, it just doesn't fly the same. So Our best advice on exiting is a timed, timed, strategically planned, (laughs) and particularly in professional services like the doctor's business, which is very much relationship-based with their clients.
1: So do you let your patients know, listen, this doctor is going to be leaving at a certain time, but he stays on to make sure that the transition runs smoothly?
0: No, most people don't seem to like change. Just human nature, right? People go to church and sit in the same pew. People go to the restaurant and order the same food each time. So when they go to a doctor, particularly doctors, they want to see the same person who has that. So generally speaking, we see someone shadow and be part of that experience and then the doctor has a tendency to not make that next meeting and then they start to establish a relationship. So that's why time, the more the time they have with the client together and start shifting it out, the better it is.
1: So let's say I have a thriving medical practice and my partner is exiting, whether it was a surprise or it was something that was planned, perhaps due to a disability or age related, or they just don't want to practice medicine anymore. How would I... How would I approach that? What would I actually do?
0: When you have an unplanned schedule, whether it is through death or through a divorce or from health, either yours or your spouse's, and it becomes fairly quick, being open and honest has always been the best practice. Really, what your clients want is someone that they can connect with and people that understand them. So usually the game would be is to bring somebody in as fast as you can or refer them out to those that you can't and just be honest with them that this is probably someone who's better for you because you don't want to lose your own relationships with your current clients and all of your current patients so you just have to be open and honest ultimately we all want to be taken care of and if we feel taken care of regardless of it was you barbara or it was me or it was susie or johnny ultimately if you called me up and said hey john my partner left and I know you have a particular style or case that I am not as strong in. I'm going to bring you to the best person. I would trust you. You my you're and I would be open to that person. But if you could hold me and keep me, I would rather stay with you, knowing as long as I know that you're going to take care of me. That's really, it's about trust. That's all patients are really looking for, trust and honesty.
1: Okay. So now let's say it's with a partner who I'm going to be going through a transition with. They're not leaving overnight. Fortunately, there's no death that I'm worried about. So do you recommend, how do you recommend that? And I don't have another person that's coming in to take their place right away. So how would you recommend that I make that transition? So patients want to stay and not just look to see where he's going.
0: So let's go with the assumption, the definition of successful exit. Some people, some doctors, their best exit is just to shut down their practice because ultimately that's not bad, that's not wrong. They got into the practice because they care about people, they care about making a difference and trying to transition someone over to a younger doctor, bringing that younger doctor in, their practice might be too small for that, and ultimately, in the end, they're going to finish their ride and shut the doors down and pass them to good people, but out not to keep the company alive. Most people feel that an exit is about the transition of a company. The problem with doctors' practices is oftentimes the doctors are the company. And so, how do you transfer a company to somebody when you are the company? And so, ultimately, that exit is. It's okay as a doctor to know shutting your doors after doing practice for 40 years is a successful business. Nothing is; It's not a failure by saying, I'm done and I've checked my boxes. So if that is an exit, for sure, just closing your doors is an exit, passing them to somebody other people. But if you have a company and you want to transition a company, which is beyond you, then typically you have to bring in the younger doctors. That as that transition, we see it in dentistry, veterinarian, doctors, lawyers, all of these professional services, particularly estate trust attorneys that have long-term relationships. You've got to have a long-term transition with someone coming in trusted. So typically, that's what we see. We see a doctor or two either join a practice. Then a bigger practice, and then they can start to absorb. So they've sold their practice into a bigger practice. That practice then starts to bring the younger group in or has some space to pick up the extra patients. You'll see that. Or they will bring younger doctors in and start transitioning those people over a period of time.
1: Let's say I'm not ready to retire. I'm not ready to yeah. close the doors. I'm just getting rid of Dr. X for whatever reason. So how do I make the transition with that person so that patients are firstly aware that's happening and secondly, so that they are slowly transitioning into my care. So how do you recommend going through that that
0: solution? When we have two partners and let's assume you and I are partners, Barbara, and I've decided I'm going to leave. If it's an amical departure, because not all partnerships... (laughs) end up amicably So if you and i are angry with each other i just disagree i want to go down a different path Mm -hmm. that partnership divorce legally and financially how do you value the company how do you value the patients there there needs some professional advisory around when i want to take my business with me and you want to keep the business or we disagree so leaving that approach aside which was we call it a divorce if it's amicable and i just want to be done and hey, I wanna help, then generally it's up to the departing partner and doctor to assist in transitioning these over to you. So if I'm going to leave, generally I'd have an agreement with you, Barbara. Hey, Barbara, let's let's look at all my clients. Let's see which ones you can keep. I get a piece of that for a year or two, whatever. I get a percentage of something or I'll stay on. Oftentimes doctors will whittle down their hours and just come on one day a week or they'll be your backup when you're on vacation. And they work on this transition, but then we figure out which of the best patients you want to keep, which ones we don't. And we talk about it from a patient care perspective and how much workload you can actually handle and keep that product up. So if it's amicable, it's great because you have two very smart people that put patient care first, that's a great, then it can work. If there's, if it's not, and if it's a divorce or if it's not timely, when it's just because of an unfortunate situation becomes bumpy for sure.
1: There are some people that say a practice does not really have any value when you go to sell it these days because it comes down to the insurance that you are provided for mixed with your personality. And so it's hard to... It's hard to have the patients transition over since they're coming to you because they like you. And as you say, you are the company. So there's still a value to selling a medical practice
0: these days? There's a very big haircut in the value. So you definitely don't get your full market value because we know buyers know that there's going to be a reduction. So it can be anywhere from 30 to 50% reduction in your client base. If Mm -hmm. I was to take over your practice from you, because it's just how it naturally works. So you don't get as much value when you are a sole practitioner. What you're seeing though, is a big roll up of doctors and they're all belonging to groups. So physician groups is really what's happening out there. So you can cross-refer to each other and it becomes a solopreneur or island. And you can be part of a group. You can still be your own doctor, but you're part of a group. You see this in professional services with financial planners and real estate, attorneys, CPA firms, and you're seeing more doctors rolling into those type practices. It's
1: recommended as that. Thinking about your exit strategy shouldn't be when you're at the end of the line, like when you're first starting out, so that your strategy makes sense. So what do you advise doctors that are just starting out in terms of their future exit strategy?
0: It's been very hard to get doctors. Business owners as a whole are difficult to think about what's going to be your exit, particularly in the professional service industry, because you're doing something you love. You're doing this because this is who you are. The profession picks you. You don't necessarily pick the profession, right? And so it's hard for them to think, is there anything else besides me? And our biggest challenge in exiting is really the owner's willingness to walk away and it's because they have so they get so much value in their business that they are afraid that if they walk away they're going to lose their purpose and if there was anything that we could push out to your listeners barbara is going to be understand that an exit is personal and it's going to be harder than you think it's not like selling a house or selling your car it's not an asset i'm just going to go sell my business This is you. This is who you are. This is your name on the building. This is people that have been calling you and have trusted you, and people respect you because of who you are. And once you become just a normal, common folk person, employee out there, or just non employed, there's a significant gap in value that particularly entrepreneurial people get, and it is what we call the ownerness, owner readiness. So there's three parts to exiting. One is the owner readiness. The second is the business readiness. And then the third is the market readiness. So those are the three areas we're going And By far, the biggest challenge is owner readiness. They say they want to leave, but when it comes down to it, they'll say, that's not enough price or no, this isn't the right time or maybe next year. And it's because they're scared and they don't know what they're going to do. And that's a very big part of doctors, particularly because they get so much value out of helping people that walking away from it is scary and hard for many doctors, maybe not emergency room, but definitely general care practitioners.
1: Is there something that you would advise them a certain number of years prior to them considering leaving so that they can fill that gap or so that they don't have that emotional trauma regarding leaving?
0: They're, everyone's going to have the emotional trauma. Some people have been able to fill their as they they at least acknowledge it. If you acknowledge anything, right, then you can start working towards. You can find other things that fill your batteries. There's this isn't the only thing. It's just this is all they know. <laughs> and so the challenge in professional services is how much the owner is involved. Five years is a minimum in professional services to start planning your exit. So if you're fine, because when I mean planning your exit is it will take you five years to make sure that you've thought through the taxes, you've thought through the legal, you've thought through the emotional, you've figured out how you're going to handle this, you've identified someone you're going to try to work with. And then even once you consummate the close, you still got two more years, three more years that you typically stay on to kind of transition. This isn't a widget. That you're just going to walk away the next day. These are relationships deep. So, you know, it's when I say five years out, it ends up being about a 10 year cycle because it takes you five years to get to a place to transact. And then it takes you five years to get out and get paid out of the transaction. The sooner that you can set that in motion, those don't have to be, they don't have to be in serial. Like you can plan your exit. But then wait for five more years and then do it when you want to. But if you don't have a plan, because most doctors aren't going to plan ahead on their exit, they just don't, then, you know, then you need to understand this is a long process.
1: So that's what we're talking today, because most doctors are going to be resistant. And I'm sure you may have found your clientele to be resistant until they get to the end of their rope, and then they're desperate. And then it's, I need to speak to somebody like now. Nah. So, assuming that they haven't, that they're not standing on a ladder with the rope around their neck, then what do they do during those five years? How do you advise them?
0: So, I thought that I would be an exit strategy, and you'll always see financial planners out there putting out this exit strategy. And I learned that we were 17 years into this now that there's really not a lot of exit strategy. It's exit consulting. Like they don't strategize. The time they call you is when they're ready. It's just, it happens every time. It's not, it's no longer time to strategize. It's time to actually put things in motion, particularly entrepreneurial people. They just wake up that day or they set a date. I'm going to retire at 65 or 70, and it's one year. They're like, I'm going to retire December of next year. Really, you've been doing it for 40 years and you just decided today that you're (laughs) going to be six months. Yes, that's what Uh I've decided. And you're like, okay, how do you want me to help you then? Because I don't know how to help you except just sell it or close it and here's your options. If they're willing to plan it, you always start with what's your win? What are you trying to achieve? In your exit is it that you want to keep the company going and you have a key employee that you want to transition it to do you have a family member sometimes you have children that are coming up the line and they want to transition it to their children or child and then particularly if you and i are partners you might have a child or i might how's that going to work do we have and so what is the definition of the win is it a liquidity event and i need a certain amount of money in order to retire Or is it a time I want to be done by the time I'm X old or I want to hand it to my kid or I just want to keep doing this and I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and when I'm done, we call it the Viking funeral. The Viking funeral, (laughs) I'm going to die at my desk, John. That is my exit strategy. So I I said-
1: Yeah, I actually was told that by a colleague of mine back in the day. They said, I mean, he was in his late 70s, early 80s and I said, now is the time for you to get out and do the other things that you dreamed of doing. Go out and have some fun. And his response was, you know what? I don't have any hobbies. I love doing this. I'm devoted to this. This is the only thing that I enjoy. And I do enjoy it. And success to me is doing it until I just drop dead in the or like, in in the office, which is pretty dramatic, but he was serious about it. That
0: is an exit, Barbara. And it is scary how many people truly, and as long as you own that, Barbara, I'm completely fine. Here was my advice. If that is your plan and you want to have a Viking funeral, then just get enough life insurance and make sure that we can hire the right people. So your widow or your children or your trust has to figure it out that they have enough money to figure it out the right way. Because if you're not going to figure it out, you're the best person to do this. The doctors are the best owner figuring out. Don't leave it to your widow. Don't leave it to your kids. Don't leave it to the state and probate to figure this stuff out. But if you're going to, then just leave, get a half a million bucks so I can pay. So I can, your wife doesn't have to deal with it. Your kids will, they can pay someone to figure out how to close out the company, figure out all the accounts, find out your final tax returns, transition the company over to somebody else, get your patients, like just leave me money. For the kids and that and then that is an exit. I'm still okay with it because it is an exit, but that's what I mean by defining their win. Once you know their win, then you figure out how to build a plan towards it.
1: Can you give us some success stories? People would love to hear some stories. And of course, anyone that you talk about without being personal is great because. People can identify with it. They say, oh, yeah, that's me. And if they're successful, then you could make me successful, too. So could you give us a, maybe a story that of somebody that you helped?
0: Sure. So we had a family practitioner who's been in a small town. We're in San Diego. San Diego was actually considered a small town, even though it's not. Unfortunately, they named their company, their business, their name. So call it Dr. John Overham, right? Of course, John Overham was the doctor, right? So everyone's been coming there and they've had grandparents and parents and kids and they've given, you know, been at all the births and done all this stuff. And they decided at 70 that they would design an X. This is about time okay, sure. 70s is better than never. And for that individual, we went through the process of what do you want? What is your win? And the win was, no, I don't want to die at my desk. I would love to get some liquidity out of this. Okay, great. All right. So you want a liquidity event. Do you want to hand it on an internal sale to a key employee? Do you want to bring a doctor in? Do you have a family member? I don't have any family and I don't really have the the practice isn't big enough for me to just hire someone to come in and eventually take that over. And I don't really have the patience. So we said, okay, if you're going to have a liquidity event, then you're going to have to probably sell it to a physician group. So if you want to be out in five years, why don't we just start interviewing different physician groups and find out what group you could participate in. That could go into bring your practice into theirs and find out what the buyout agreement would look like in the transition. And it worked out splendidly because there are different physician groups that are looking for different kinds of practices. And in that ability, that gave him all of the control that he it was still running his practice, but there was a willingness for them to buy out. They knew that they were going to buy out, so they were willing to invest. A lot of times, technology, the older business owners, stop investing in technology, particularly in billings and processing. So they could and take a lot of the stuff off of him from an administrative side and bring in all the new processes and just let him be a doctor and then eventually start bringing people behind. And it worked out splendidly really well. But he was smart enough to think far enough ahead and then evaluate what did he really want and then process it because there are a lot of different choices. It's okay to do whatever. There is no right answer. Whatever doctor's exit is can be the right answer. Liquidation is an option. Just shutting it down is an option. Inside sale, outside sale, run until you die. They're all options. None of them's wrong. Just make a plan and understand that the family is going to have to deal with it if you don't, and you're the best qualified person to do it with your professionals around you.
1: How do doctors decide or figure out what the value of the practice is?
0: So basically you can, there are two different kinds of valuation methodologies. You can hire a professional business appraiser. They are certified, licensed, stamped. They will. They follow basically a gap, a generally accepted accounting principle process. And it's typically used when it comes to divorce or death for estate planning purposes, or you can hire a broker, which is what we are. And we do what we call a broker's opinion of value. And we will go out and look at sales comps and market comps and understand who would be the ideal buyer And kind of how involved are they and how much their equipment is. And so we deal with it. And and both appraisals processes are talking about a type of buyer without taking it to market.
1: This has all been very interesting. What is one tip that you could give, or two, that you could give to our listeners regarding how they would decide to formulate an exit strategy? And if they're not the ones that are immediately leaving, how they could promote that to the role of patients so that they don't lose them
0: sure advice my advice is to all business owners doctors actually particularly it's not an easy process this isn't exiting your business is not easy because they are the business and the sooner they get educated the sooner they surround themselves with the right kinds of advisors to help them get educated, the better chance they're going to get the result. And I can only beg on behalf of their spouse, on behalf of the children, on behalf of their patients, that they prioritize the future of the business beyond them. So there is a plan in place. And it's just really hard for solopreneurs to not to think about what's going to happen when you do, when you no longer get to do what you love to do. And you just don't like to think about it.
1: Sure. I would like to highlight for all those that may have missed the beginning. John Avram is the author of Exit and Answers, Navigate Your Business Exit Like an Expert. And I assume they could get that on Amazon?
0: Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it's available.
1: How, for our listeners that are saying, it's not something that I thought about, or I may have just thought about it fleeting, but like buying a plot, it's not something that anybody really wants to face. So they say, now you've convinced me. So how can they reach you?
0: Best place is our website, w.exitconsultinggroup.com. That has all of our information and it is the easy way to find all of a lot of information about the exit process, different stories, different ways, different solutions, a lot of different articles. It's our goal is to be an educator. Really, all business owners want to know is what are my choices? Just be honest with me. Don't sell me. Just tell me my choices. I'm smart enough to figure it out. And that's why we started this is I've always been a business owner and I have tra- and I sold my company. I was really disappointed. In the availability of just honest, independent advice, it was always someone trying to convince me that I should sell or I should take, I just wanted to know my choices. And Which that's is, what we've set up.
1: When it comes to the end, that's what everybody yeah. wants. That's something that may be like keeping them up at night and by... Giving them the options, they can then move forward. They know what the choices of future steps are. So it it takes that agony away.
0: Yeah. And everyone, the business owners are generally, I got to figure it out myself and do it myself. Get people around you that know how to do this. Don't try to do it all yourself. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and it's better to not hike the Kilimanjaro by yourself just because you think you can. Get a Sherpa. Let them help you. It's going to be a much better experience.
1: I think that's probably the best advice going. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We've been talking with John Avram, and this is another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales.